Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here with me. Remember, those of you who are here early, go ahead and thumbs or thumbs or give me your thumb on YouTube. Give me your thumbs or your likes on Facebook. Give me your likes on Twitch and everywhere else. We got to get busy. Yvette Avery Herod, afternoon, PDR Posse. Uh, Paul Fleming, ATL checking in. Nanette Bird Smith, hi y'all. Melanie Keaton, welcome aboard. Folks, I'm very happy to see you. Message to Yvette. Yvette, working on your working on your video, getting some time. Anyhow, folks, we're gonna have a good, good, good show for you. Because I tell you what, there's a whole lot that is happening out there. There's a whole lot that is happening, and you know if it's happening out there. What's going to happen? We are going to cover it. What's the big deal now? Reconciliation, reconciliation, article in common. Well, I better tell you what the show is going to be about first, right? You know, you don't want to not kind of keep you in the dark, not keep you in the dark. Okay, title of the show today is Para Ver, Para Ver, Para Ver, Reconciliation or Bust. That is where I am at right now, and I'll explain that in a minute. Rule exposes legal tax fraud, and that kind of ties into it. The legal tax fraud that continues is the reason why one has to go reconciliation or bust. I hope these guys go for the high stakes and say, you know what? It's either we're going to grow together or fall together. Which one would you prefer? And you know what? The, the, the wealthy terrorists that we have in this country... I don't know what they'll go for, but we have to decide that the politicians are going to have to decide who are they going to be for, the people or the wealthy, which there are a minute amount of them. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit as well. Glaude slams a right-wing hack in blackface. You know, this morning I got up here at my daughter's apartment and started watching uh, uh, Joe Scarborough, uh, Morning Joe. I really like Morning Joe because, again, you get a lot of different points of view. And you know what? What I, that program I, I think has the same uh, philosophy that I have, which is everybody's voice must be heard. There's nothing that's going to change Joe Scarborough from being a conservative. There's nothing that's going to change his uh, uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Brzezinski, from being a, a a a lefty. Nothing's going to stop that. The two of them can get along. They're married. Hey, we can all get along as a as a country when we start realizing that commonality and not the rich commonality that really is there to screw us all we actually get somewhere rather quickly we get places a bit quicker than we normally would so anyhow so i want to bring that up as well later on but anyhow let's go ahead and start talking about this article here reconciliation framework not enough to push through infrastructure bill progressives warn it's not enough for me, and there are more of us. Bloomberg reports House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Congressional Democratic leadership insisted that a framework agreement on the budget reconciliation bill would be sufficient for lawmakers to proceed with a separate vote on the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure legislation delayed by progressives earlier this month over concerns that their $3.5 trillion package wouldn't be sacrificed. I want to... I want to show you how the mainstream media does what it does. <clears throat> if you notice that sentence, what it says there, and Common Dream is not mainstream media. That, that, measure, that is a quote, quotation pretty much um, when they say delayed by progressives, right? 
Everybody voted on a $3.5 trillion budget for the reconciliation bill, which is a bill that covers all the things from giving people health care to giving people leave, family leave, to giving people parents the ability to stay, uh, to, to, to put their kids in daycare so they can get a, a meaningful job. All of that was known, $3.5 trillion. We had some stragglers that decided they were just going to fill it out for the sake of filling it out. But somehow, in, instead, you know, Manchin said he only wanted $1.5 trillion. The progressives wanted $6 trillion. They came down to $3.5 trillion. Manchin, $1.5 You would think <clears throat> that one would negotiate <clears throat> between $1.5 and $3.5. First of all, $3.5 should have been the, the buck stop here. For based, of the, based on the things that we want, it should stop there. But again, everybody had agreed in 3.5. Yet, the, the way they, they talk about it, they say, delayed by progressives earlier this month. It wasn't the progressives that delayed anything. It was these guys breaking the promise of where we thought a reconciliation bill would go. And therefore, now we have to come back. Should we go ahead and say, oh, let's just go pass the infrastructure bill? No, absolutely not. And there, there are reasons why we don't want to do that. So the reconciliation framework must go. Uh, now, CNN uh, chief congressional correspondent Manuraja tweeted that after Pelosi pushed back on progressives' demands that a larger bill must pass the House first before they agree to vote on in for infrastructure, Jayapal asserted that a framework was unacceptable. Our members don't want to do that, Jayapal said. <clears throat> of the Congressional Progressive Caucus she chairs, they don't want to do it. Uh, pressed if she would vote against the infrastructure bill absent anything more than a framework on the larger bill, Jayapal told Raju that at this point, there are dozens of our members who are in that place. <clears throat> And I ask those members, stay in that place, all or nothing. And let me, let me explain the reasons why I'm saying this. Every time we have bills, let's, let's go as far back as the, uh, the, the ACA, Obamacare. Every time progressives push, and say, we need this because. And we've always been right, okay? We've always been right. We have absolutely always been right that what they were supporting would not suffice. We were right with the ACA. We have been right with drug, drug uh, supporting drug programs. All these things we've been right. We know what we're talking about. But uh, we told during the ACA that keeping the private sector involved without a, without a backstop, meaning without a public option plan, will do nothing to reduce the costs of health insurance to the American people. And we were absolutely right. We were also talking about not allowing the, 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 the pharmaceuticals to get away with not negotiating on prices. It wouldn't work. We gave up on all these things. We allowed them to take out the public option and it costs the middle class millions. They said, oh, we will revisit it in the future. Yes, we will revisit it in the future. We are always asked to compromise for that group, that, that group that, you know, if we compromise, they're fine because they're not in dire straits. 
They don't need that health care. They have good corporate insurance. They don't need to have their kids uh, somehow um, uh, in, in daycare because they can afford the daycare given the salaries that they get and given the menial salaries many of the people we represent are getting. Not that their work is worth the menial salary. Not that their worth is that of the menial salary. What it is, is that we simply protect a few and they want us to sit back and just say, okay, okay, it's all right. We'll just give it to you this time and wait for the next time around. Have you, let's see, Cindy Styles, hi from San Pedro, California, welcome aboard. As well as Deb Denny, have you ever discussed a transaction tax system for more tax equality? You know, those are things that are great. Especially, let, let's talk about that transaction tax, Deb, and, and I'll tie that into what we're talking about because that was an interesting point that you just brought out here. Transaction stack, I think you're talking about with in, in the market system. Uh, trend. In other words, for every single execution of a trade on Wall Street, that there's a, tra a, a small transaction paid. Why not? It is making transactions on Wall Street is just moving paper around where you can make a lot of money or you lose a lot of money. But most of the times, because the stock market has a bias towards growth, most of the times you're making money. So yes, just like we have transaction taxes for a lot of things, why not have a transaction tax for every stock trade that you have? And what does that do for you? That is able to bring in a whole lot of cash from our capitalist system. Then we can say there's some justification. Then finally, paper pushers can be said to be doing something positive for society because we are skimming, the, we are skimming money from people who are do, getting money from doing nothing. So yes, I agree with that that is something that we should be doing, uh, that, that, that that's a tax that we should be charging, that transaction tax that you're talking about. Any other taxes that you think we should talk about? You know, the, the other thing is that uh, the, the, the tax that's, uh, the, the billionaire tax, it shouldn't be called a billionaire tax or anything like that, that taxing wealth itself. They say, oh, we can't tax wealth. That may be unconstitutional. Okay. Let's play, let's play the constitutional game of taxing wealth. I want all of you who own a home to look at your home. That is your wealth. Look at your home. That's your wealth. Hello, Rose Williams. Welcome aboard. Look at your car. That's your wealth. Look at all the things in your backyard that you're paying a property tax on. That's, guess what that is again? That property tax is a wealth tax. So, when they come and they try to tell you, well, if we were to go ahead and, and apply a tax to the billionaires and on the wealth, the, on, what they like to call the unrealized wealth. Let me explain what that means. Let's say I buy a stock of uh, IBM. I bought the IBM stock for $5. That IBM stock is now worth $1,000. I am not going to sell that stock. I keep that stock because I know that the IBM stock is likely to go up all the time. They pay a dividend. I will spend a little bit of money on taxes to pay 
you know, income tax on the, on the dividend. But where I'm making the massive amount of money is on the stock itself. And what do companies do to help the wealthy? If IBM has a huge year where they make a ton of money, do you think IBM is going to give that money out as dividends that's going to be taxed as income? No, because they've already paid off politicians to say capital gains is not income, but wages is income. But, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Dividends could be kind of an income. So you tax those, but capital gains, no. So, they, so the companies come to your defense. The companies say, okay, we're not going to disperse all this, these profits as income. We are going to buy back the stock. And since we've already found a way to hide all the profits we've made to pay zero, hello, pay, uh, petition queen, welcome aboard. Howdy, y'all from Texas. May Wood, hello from Long Beach, California. So what they do now is they say, okay, we've already hidden our taxes as a corporation. Now, if we pay out those hidden taxes as dividends, our shareholders will have to pay more taxes. But if we buy back more shares from those who want to get out at IBM shares, those who keep the IBM shares, which are those professional investors, the capital gains on that go skyrocketing high. And that's why you see when you had, remember when they, were, they, they brought back the money from overseas, they repatriated money from overseas, the companies didn't give it out or put it into the economy. They bought back stock. Those stock raised in value. So those people got a tax break from bringing the money back. And they also got a tax, a wealth increase. So all of that that we thought would have benefited the average American citizen really screwed us all. And did you hear much of that on the news? They, they, Stephanie Rule may have said some of it in passing and a few other people say, but they don't say how corrosively destructive that really has been to our society. How it means that we all will have to cover for the witch. You know, what I like to tell people all the time, and it's important that you realize that. The wealthy, the, you know, everybody likes to talk. Welcome aboard Paul Fleming Sr. Welcome aboard Tom C. Welcome aboard Petition Queen. We, we like to talk about those people who are skimming the system. You know, they like to talk about the welfare queen. The welfare queen, if the welfare queen gets away with five or $600 a month, that's, that is not even a fraction of a rounding error in what the rich get away with. Not even a fraction of a rounding error. What do they get away with? Well, they get away with appreciation of their stocks without ever having to pay taxes. But here's the other kicker that they do. They don't want to sell those stocks. And why don't they want to sell? Because they'll have to pay capital gains. Even though capital gains, the, the, the tax rate of tax capital gains, in other words, money you did absolutely nothing for, is less than the tax burden for somebody who goes out there and sweeps the floor, who goes out there and do all this work with their hands, with their minds. That person who sits on their butt at a pool and get those capital gains and real capital gains realized, meaning they cash in their stock and they get the, the profit, 
They only pay a certain percentage on the profit, not as much as the 30-something percent the average American citizen who made that kind of money would pay if they worked, worked for it. So they don't pay that. So they don't have to pay that. We do. If you want to know what parasites look like, people like to talk about the wealthy somehow. They created, uh, they created money. Why penalize them for the things that they did? I want to make a categorical statement. Most of the wealthy, and I'm not, I'm, this is not even up for debate. Most of the wealthy have not earned their wealth. And who has really earned their wealth? You have. You are the one who've done the work for the wealthy. You are the one who has made sure that the wealthy could skim your income and become wealthy on your back. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever sit back and believe. If you doubt it, let's go ahead now and play Stephanie Rule because what she had to say is prescient. Check this out and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. Stephanie Rule told an inconvenient truth. I want you to hear the rhetoric then from the congressman and then we'll take it on the other side because this is rather important and, and it, it'll probably go over the head of many what the congressman is really talking about. One thing that jumps out to me is that estimates show we could raise a half a trillion dollars by taxing just 200 companies, a minimum of 15 percent and less than a thousand Americans. What does that say about massive inequality at the super top and bottom in this country right now? Well, I think you made this point very well about a few minutes ago about the fact that some of our companies who do business here and take advantage of our great law enforcement and our infrastructure uh, uh, don't actually pay anything at the end of the day, and that just doesn't make any sense. Everybody here uh, pays something, and the idea that they're not even paying the minimum corporate rate makes no sense. So the 15% just adds up, and when people talk to me about it, they, uh, that just is common sense. You know, I, I think we've got to figure out a way with all this to make sure we pay for whatever we put up, whatever we propose, because we can't just keep borrowing on the backs of our kids and our grandkids. And, and I, I hear that all the time. Like, we've just got to be smart about this and people are, are really worried about our economy. So those are, but fi figuring out all those provisions, Stephanie, you know, we're tough, as you said before. The details really matter. You want to make sure you don't craft something that suddenly a bunch of uh, lawyers figure out how to work around it. That would not, that doesn't work either. So, you know, th this is what we're working on and around the clock, but it but it doesn't make any sense to me as we're in good faith negotiations, which we've been with across the spectrum for, for, for weeks, um, it, that we'd hold up a vote on our bipartisan infrastructure package, which is the roads, the bridges, uh, climate resiliency, water getting let out of our water. It doesn't, why, why would you hold that up millions of jobs a year while we're negotiating the other package? And, and that's really what's left a lot of us scratch our head. And, and frankly, back home, for whether it's hardworking men and women of labor or others saying to me, why are you holding this up? And, and, we're just, and many of us are asking uh, our leadership, please just bring this thing for a vote. Let's get this done across the finish line. Let's get a win for the country here. And many of those same hardworking Americans are saying 15 percent, lawyers and lobbyists be damned. If companies have to pay just 15 percent, that's still a whole lot less than what you and I pay every day, every year. Congressman, are you kidding me? 
Why are we holding it up? We are holding it up because you cannot be trusted as not being a, a, a thrill for the wealthy and corporations. That's why we're holding it up. Yes, you get your infrastructure bill uh, passed, the one that builds bridges, the one that does all these hardware things and get all those corporations who just want to build these products because they make more money. But they, they find a way to, to put a stake in the heart of that which helps people socially, that which gives people health care, that which people gives all these things. You know why they, they, they scoff at that one? Because now that requires more taxes from those 1,200 people that, that we, 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 those 200 corporations and that 1,000 people that just those two alone raise half a trillion dollars. If that doesn't seem obscene to you and understand why progressives are saying the fact that those people could have gotten away with not paying half a trillion dollars in taxes because of the policies that all of you support, and that all of you are listening to their lobbyists why you're not wanting to uh, charge them. You don't want a tax on 100 millionaires except if they make 100 million after two years. I mean, it is preposterous to ask the question, why hold up the bill? They hold up the bill because they know you want the bill. And the reason why they will not vote or they should not vote, not they will not, I don't know what they'll ultimately do, but the reason why they should not vote on the infrastructure bill is that we know it's needed. We know you want it. And those same corporations that want to profit needs those bridges repaired. They need those ports repaired. They need those air, those airports modified to handle bigger aircraft, etc. They need that. And they don't want to pay for it. They want tax dollars to pay for it. Okay, if you want our tax dollars to pay for that, then we need the tax dollars to pay to ensure that the people who are going to build these things have childcare. To ensure that the people who are going to get sick who build these things have health care to ensure that the old people who have worked for you in the past for more than you have paid them will have dental ear and eye coverage you know it's sort of a two-way street not all the time should we transfer all the wealth to the top and all democrats who are not seeing that all democrats who are holding out right now let's get the deal done whatever they they, they are willing to pay in order to get the, the hardware infrastructure bill passed okay make the deal for that and then in 2022, let's rid ourselves of the scab that remains on part of the party. We've got to get rid of the scab because I tell you what, uh, the, the constant pilfering, the constant pilfering uh, eventually just, uh, you know, look, yesterday uh, we had Rose William who spoke about the indentured ser servants, many of how, how they died. And she said that, and you know, she, she made that important case that we elaborated on. And, it, and it's important for all Americans to realize that it, it, we are heading into the place of indentured servitude. Even for those who are homeowners. I don't, look, if you have a home, the banks have been putting out ads like crazy trying to tell you, hey, you have that beautiful home. Uh, you can actually get money out of that home and you can stay in your home. It's still your home. Go on that big vacation. Go ahead and overspend your money. Just go get it. Just give that. Just come to us. Take a, uh, what is it called? A, uh, a loan. Take a loan out. They, they call it the, uh, oh my God, what, what kind of loan do they call it? They, uh, 
it, it's sort of a home loan on, 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 on your thing, right? And anyhow, so they want you to do that. And normally what we'll do is we would leave the home to the next generation. The next generation gets a start that the home equity, not a home equity loan. It's, it's another, it, it, a reverse mortgage loan. It's a reverse mortgage. They call it a reverse mortgage. And with the reverse mortgages, you can actually take the money out of your home. And when it's time for, when you're dead, they can't, they can't throw you out of the house. That's a magic that the bank does, right? They can't take you out of the house. But it's also guaranteed by the government for the bankers because I think if they can't get 95% of the value of the house, guess who pays? The bank. I'm, I'm sorry, you, the taxpayer. It's guaranteed. So they, they encourage they encourage bankers to give people reverse mortgages because the bank never loses. The bank never loses. So anyhow, so, uh, so what do we do? A lot of people take out those loans. Look, if you've had no other recourse and the only thing you had was your home and by God you wanted to stay in that home, a reverse mortgage may be your only option. I can get that. I can get that. But it's the worst of all deals. If you really want to get the money out of your house, sell it outright and put it into a policy that pays you monthly. Instead of going to the bank for the reverse mortgage, where they're the ones that capitalize on making a whole bunch out of that money that you've earned over the years. All right, let's see. Deb Dennis says, the idea is not just for stock exchanges, but for every time money moves, it's taxed. Buying, selling, moving between accounts, rich, more. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go that far, uh, Deb, because that would be a regressive type of a tax. Because for those people who are moving, I mean, even if it's based on the, the amount of dollars you move, it's a regressive tax. It's like the sales tax is one of the worst taxes out there. It's regressive, meaning if I make $50,000 um, and I'm paying a sales tax of eight something percent on the things that I'm buying, Compared to somebody who made hundreds of thousands of dollars, the amount of things that he buys relative to me and what that has the effect on his total output is a lot harder on me than it is on him. So I, I think it's, I, I don't want it on every transaction. And that's why, you know, putting it on stocks, stocks and other things, high income transactions, I think is more palatable to most than, than the other. Eric Hayes says, sourcing oil from Russia as an enemy. Got it. Thanks, Biden. Uh, I don't know how you come up. I don't know why you listen to the things that you listen to, um, uh, Mr. Hayes, but oil is a fungible commodity. But I don't know that you're going to... We, we'll talk about that some other time, Brother Hayes. We need our whole system repaired due to the damage done the last 10 months. Um, if you believe that, if you believe that the damage to this country occurred over the last 10 months, then you haven't been doing a lot of reading and you've missed much of what we've discussed here or you have decided to color your thought process incorrectly. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Melanie Wood got it to me about reverse mortgage. Thank you, Melanie. Maywood said, we'll be in and out, getting ready for the dentist appointment. Should be getting my new teeth today. Yay to your new teeth. My brother Eric Hayes says, you have, as a homeowner should maybe educate yourself right, Egberto, no one is forced to borrow. It is a choice. I didn't say anybody was forced to borrow. That's, I never said that. 
what I said is that there are a lot of ads out there trying to convince you to do the wrong thing. Now, it's amazing coming from a conservative who many times are against many policies, you know, against gays, etc., because you said that would influence straight kids. And somehow corporations who have a, a ton of money to influence Americans, somehow it doesn't matter then. That shows selective, selective outrage. Uh, rent it and buy other homes to create wealth and asset. Uh, uh, anyway, let's see. Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Let's see. Eric, what damage do, to the infrastructure or, or economic structures you think has occurred in the last 10 months? Come on, man. Think for yourself on this. How long does it take for corrosion or abrasion to result in the current failures? Norman, I, I'm glad that you responded to Eric Hayes like that. Reynolds, damage to the economy and the poor and people's pocketbook, period. Making others poor. <laughs> that is really indoctrinated thinking of the right. But you know what? It gave us a chance, uh, Norman, to expand. Um, I, I, you know, I, I feel a certain sense of... I was told not to use the word pity, so I won't use the word pity. I need another word other than pity. But I, I feel a certain amount of sorrow for somebody so easily controlled by the ideology of the wrong. Hello, Linda Jo Kessinger. Maywood says, you're right, Egberto. The poorer you are, the greater percentage of your income you pay in taxes, especially sales tax. Yeah, so we have to, and those are the things we have to mitigate. And that's the reason I don't support those types of policies, if you will. Uh, let's see. Yes, you keep drinking your own cool aid, Egberto. No, I drink just um, stuff that makes sense, stuff that is backed by numbers. And Norman just gave you an answer. Norman just gave you a sign. Norman is a very good engineer. Norman <clears throat> worked for the oil industry. Norman got built things that you probably couldn't spell but he built it and the thing about building those things is he understands exactly all those concepts right so my suggestion to you is to if Norman speaks listen if and we have a lot of pros in here when Tom C comes with his stats listen when Michael uh, Mike, oh God, we miss Michael so so much. When Michael speaks, Michael is not uh, not here. Rudnan is not here with us because he can't make it at this time. But um, I, I, I must say this: I want to give you a happy tone. My daughter is in recovery, and she comes home to her apartment tomorrow. So I can't tell you the level of excitement that is in my heart right now. Because right now we've been just visiting and visiting the hospital four hours every day as soon as the program is over at, at, um, at one. So I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic, right? I mean, it's going to be a very long recovery, but I'm ecstatic that she's coming here and I can take care of her here. So uh, that, that, that is just, you know, my heart is swelling with, I am so damn happy. So damn happy. Anyhow, 
But uh, Eric, like I said, I, I really urge you to listen to the things from a lot of people in the room. Uh, you notice they've all, all, the, all the progressives have been very welcoming to you and they've not tried to, they've been very measured in the way they speak about the misinformation coming from the right, much more so than on other progressive shows that I've seen. So I think you should take solace in that and try to learn. Try to learn and try not to be so indoctrinated with the fallacies that come from the right. And for anyone that's listening on podcasts, right leaning and somehow buying the Kool-Aid from the OANs, the Fox News, etc. I would also urge you to consider listening and doing some critical thinking. Critical thinking. Melanie Keelan says, I'm happy for you, Linda and Ashley, a family reunited. Unfortunately, Linda is in Houston doing some important work, you know, for the family. And I will be here taking care of her, but she's going to come up here periodically as, as, as she's able to, to, uh, you know, to visit our beautiful daughter. So, but, but I will be taking full care of the daughter. Everett says, we do miss Michael. So glad Ashley's coming home. I am too. You don't know how much I am. John Smith says, Egberto, can you tell if your daughter is getting back much of the physical control that she lost? She has already started getting straight. She lost physical control on her left side, her legs, her arms. Uh, this time around also it affected the muscle in her eyes. And it has already started to come back. So, so yeah, John Smith, it is, you know, I just have to be thankful that it looks like things are improving, like I said, slowly, but we're seeing marginal, uh, great gains in some areas, marginal gains in other areas. So thank you very much for asking. And Deb, thank you for reminding me. It's time to do my ask. Folks, if you are on Facebook, if you are on, let's see, if you're on YouTube, I want to ask of you to please click that join button if you have the wherewithal to and support the program. As you can see, we cover topics in uh, more honestly than the mainstream media is able to do. Not that they're bad, they just don't have a choice. Their masters are the people, the same people that are causing us angst. So please go ahead and click that join button, become a part of our PDR Posse. We really, really work hard to inform. Now, if, you don't, if you're not on YouTube and you don't see that join button, you can always go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. You can also go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N for politicsdoneright.patreon. You can also support us via PayPal, PayPal, we love PayPal too, for support, not what the person who owns it believes in, but for support, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can get our books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. And you can shop to get our t-shirts and our hoodies and all of that. Hey, winter is coming. Why don't you get one of the Politics and Right hoodies and you help us grow our base? Uh, so go to politicsandright.com slash store and you can go pick up that hoodie as well and I tell you one other thing my brothers and my sisters I have a catch-all 
you know, if you want to say, I, I don't have all the links, just go to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support. And we have all the different methods in which you can support the show. Did I give you the politicsandright.com that books? Yes, I did, gave that already. Thank you so kindly, Deb, for reminding me to do this. So often I forget. And, you know, it's, it's Bridge MCP usually reminds me. Deb now reminds me. You guys, I love you all. Um, listen, um, for those newcomers that, that want to know, well, what is it that you do? Why should we be supporting you? I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to try to tell you it in, in a minute and a half. And it goes like this. The right wing has paid people all over the world put in a whole lot of misinformation into the web, okay? So that when you scan, if you scan for, is the income tax a good thing? They're, they're messaging that says, income tax is terrible, income tax is... They have all that messaging that comes out. We on the progressive side have to do it all on our own. So I decided, I had a software company, I decided I got to stop just talking about what needs to be done and do it. So after making a whole lot of adjustments, I decided to go full-fledged political activism. By the way, I was a political activist from back at UT in college. But I had to play the corporate role for a while and the business owner for a while, etc. Anyhow, now, what I do, I make several videos every day with our progressive slant on the news. I also write several blogs. So we do several videos, several blogs, articles, and of course I've written three political books as well. And the idea is to flood that websites the market with this information so that people can see the truth and i'm not just i'm not talking my truth i'm talking about the truth and others are doing the same thing as well a lot of small progressive people are trying to do this to make that difference to help stop the slide into fascism because people read all that stuff on the right and that is what you are supporting when you support me just go to egbertowillies.com politicsdoneright.com, theliberalnetwork.com. These are all places that I continuously put our writings and, and, and so forth. And by the way, for those of you who are here and who, have, who want to get a message out, this is your platform. And we want as much, as many messages, as many progressive messages as possible. So if you have an article you want to put out there, send it to me, make sure it is fact-based, Send it to me and I'll put it at one of our websites under your name if that is what you want. I never put other people's work under my name. Every now and then when I'm posting uh, Tom Hartman's articles, I will forget to change the, the article. And, and someone will say, Berto, you didn't write that. Tom Hartman wrote that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Tom's my buddy. He told me I could post it. And uh, so it is important. It is important if you have messages as well that you want to put out there. We are here to serve. And, I, and, and, and Norman has written uh, articles that, that have done very well at EgbertoWillis.com. So has, so has uh, Bridge MCPs and many other people have published. We've gotten their message out using our platform. Not our platform, all of our platform to get that message out. So that's an invitation if you want access as well. Let me continue reading. Egberto, can you? Yes, I answered that one already. Time to post your links. Thank you for reminding me, Deb. Deb? Uh, let's see, we got now, Petition Queen says, anyone who knows Egberto knows he's the hardest working person around. I so appreciate him, and I so appreciate you, Petition Queen. Absolutely. So don't let Petition Queen fool you. She runs a heck of a, uh, the, the, the independent, uh, help me out here, League of Independent Voters. She is a jewel for Texas, 
and beyond. So uh, remember that, people. Remember that. Uh, let's see. We got Nanette Bird Smith talking to Eric. What else we've got here? All right, folks. If you have any other messages, let me hear. It. But I'm coming with the other video now. This one is a change of subject, but not so much, because my contention is right now the right is trying to split us using race as a cue right and you know first of all i don't believe in race but since we live in a racial society it is a subject i have to cover so i want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side there was a debate today between two black professors on morning joe that i think we need to heed and it's interesting because especially in these times where we know for a fact what the right is stoking, it is important to note what this particular conservative professor, John McWhorter, is doing. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. The book doesn't read like what you're talking about. There's a sentence at the end of chapter one where you said they're coming after your kids. You know how because that sentence are. lands. You know how that sentence lands in this moment. There's there's this throwaway line. There's this throwaway line at the conclusion of the book where you say that some of us are talking about why are you focusing on this when we can focus on January 6th and the insurrectionists. You call it a debate team faint. And now we know that the stop the steal is 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 informing legisl state legislatures across the country to try to disenfranchise voters of color. We've seen an uptick since 2008 of hate crimes. I don't know what you're up to. I don't understand the political work of this book in this moment. Because you come out of a tradition, I understand. But I don't quite get, because I'm reading this book, and it doesn't match your rhetoric at all. It seems to be throwing kindling on the fire. You say you're reading, I get the feeling you haven't finished it, because I write in the book exactly the sorts of things that I think would help oh, no, the I black community. It. It's a construct, well then you wouldn't have asked that question. It's a constructive book. And as for the debate team faint, I do think it's a debate team faint to say that I shouldn't have written that book or that it's about trivia simply because of what happened on January 6th. No, you and said the it was a debate team faint because it lacked institutional presence, because the woke racists have institutional footing and they can have an impact. You see no institutional oh, footing for the physical violence that certainly. was, and then I appointed you to, I point you to what state legislatures are doing. And then, so I don't quite understand the political work in this moment when we see hmm. that the FBI is talking about the greatest threat to the country are domestic terrorists and white nationalists. And how this animates your, how this animates your project. This woke racism isn't taking over institutions such as the kinds that both you and I work in. If no. you don't see that, I don't understand how you can say that I am less concerned with the fate of black people and what black people do and what is thought of black people than you are. This whole woke racism is taking over institutions that are of great value to both of us. I'm not saying that problems aren't happening on the right, but to say, why am I writing this and what is my agenda? I and mean, maybe that's the implication when mm -hmm. what happened on January 6th is real too. No, it's a debate team faint. I should be just as concerned with this as somebody else should be concerned with things that are coming out of the right. Let me correct something first of all. Um, it is true that there are some people in the, I don't want to call it the race game, but in the, that, that discuss race, that they try to overanalyze, over-academitize, if you will, the issue. Let me give an example, and I'm going to use sexism because I can speak to, to having been a sexist 
and having wronged a female in the rhetoric that I used and not realizing it, ask the female, hey, what is it that I said? And she said, you go research that on your own. And I, I was left in the cold because I wanted to know what did I do wrong that I needed to learn and correct about. So there are some elements within the race debate as well that would take that would tell the offender, hey, you go figure it out. You, you just offended me. You just did something that's wrong. You just figured it out. Now, that is one of the aspects where I can consider to some extent it being woke. But with the re remainder of what racism has really done, what it continues to do in the country, to have a uh, Dr. Uh, John McWhorter write a book on woke racism, how a new religion has betrayed black America, it's, it is then going to be used as the Bible to the racist right that says, look, even this black professor says that racism is woke while we have all the hooded racists and well they don't even have to wear hoods anymore out there saying uh we you will not replace us while they go out there and make the entire rhetoric about critical race theory not wanting americans to know the truth of of the ills and the sins that created this country based on in fact yes racism not only against black people but against many others knowing the mistakes that we make or is is the solution to our problems and it's not an attack on any one particular ethnicity you know from those who watch this program here you know that i don't believe race is a real thing but given that we live in a racial society it is something that we have to explore and talk about in the context of what people actually do what people say, what people know, how people behave, how people delineate things. So this professor's work, in effect, will become the Bible of the right against black folks. And worse, worse uh, he has used the same rhetoric that you hear on the right so that it gives it now credence and not only credence, but just like we have Candace Owens and other prostitutes to uh, to, the, to their particular, particular ethnicity, we have another one here that continues and will, will be more a detriment. And this is not a detriment to just black folks. This is a detriment to America as a whole because it creates that character of dissension that will hurt us all. Exactly. He's nothing but a prostitute. And I mean, the, 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 the wording that he uses in the... The wording that he uses... In the um, book itself just shows that he's just a prostitute to the right and uh, the good thing for him is okay I got a black face so I can say certain things that you guys can't say you know I don't believe that crap either anyhow uh, continuing John Smith says when in will the political left realize they keep grouping people by outward physical aspects then claim one group is a victim of another when it's not the case John, 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 I'm glad you're here. I really am because I can actually point that out. That is a statement that the right likes to use. And I don't understand how they use that statement when you have, when you see, you don't only have to listen, when you see what those people on the right, those white supremacists under the name of Donald Trump are doing. When you see what Donald Trump is saying, 
when you have your crew marching through land saying we will not be replaced when you re when when you have groups of white nationalists saying this is a white nation how then can you in in actually say i don't understand when will the political left realize they keep grouping people no they don't keep grouping people america has grouped people redlining is a real thing going into a community and dissuading you from purchasing homes in certain areas even though it's illegal is something that still goes on this these are not imaginary things i live it and the most difficult thing or the most frustrating thing is to have somebody tell you that oh when you walk into that store that they're walking behind you and following every step that you make isn't because of your hue it's not because of your color it just happens to be when you go to a bank for a loan and they tell you don't even bother applying and they tell your friend who is a coke addict and, and one can see it from his nose and they tell him sign it up there are this special program here that you can probably qualify for as a small business these are not questions that i'm asking that i've read from the left these are things that i've lived i'm writing a book on on on, on, on all these different issues I've gone through. I'm going to tell you a little quick one here that got me. Because our, we, we so export racism that it goes, that it goes without saying, okay, let me see what you say here. You said, which is racism at heart? Why is the political left pushing for segregation? I'm not pushing for segregation at all. Egberto, can you, uh, can you make any of your arguments without claiming no one is a part of a group by external aspects or a victim of another group? No, I can't because that would be a lie. The native Indians were a victim of white settlers. That's just a statement of fact. And what the white settlers did to the native Indians forever impoverished them. And it will stay that way until it's mitigated. That's a statement of fact. Slavery and redlining was done by rich white bankers etc that forever impact the wealth of these people i mean please tell me brother smith what statements did i just make about redlining about the natives and so forth was wrong was any of that not true and the, the only mitigation for that is the truth of the matter is to make things right i would like to know why telling the truth somehow makes me the racist as opposed to those who actually perpetrated it so uh, i'm entertaining i really want to hear your response after you've listened to what i've said let me hear your response norman says barefoot hobbled at 10 meters behind the right says you you poor run the race and if you're last it's your failure yeah you know but you know what is so interesting norman race was the, the the factor that they used to run their scheme to run this capitalist scheme they could do it based on hue based on pigmentation because they still had those other people but eventually because of the way the system the, the way the the way if you if you calculate the math behind 
our form of capitalism. Eventually, all those people in Appalachia and everywhere else would have gotten eaten. They had to got, get eaten because you run out of people to harm. So now those other groups are being harmed. Okay, let's see. John Smith responded. He says, you must name people because individuals are responsible for their acts, not groups. <sighs> um, look. Groups benefited from those individual acts. And those groups did nothing to mitigate the individual's act. You know, it, it is amazing. I, I like that you said that, John. Because, you know, there's, some, there's, there's a lot of truth. To, believe it or not, John, I like that statement. You must name people because individuals are responsible for their acts. That is so true. But when the group starts to follow the lead of the individual, they become that which the individual has become or is that which the individual is so i mean i agree with you and, and let me tell you how i agree with you john i don't want folks to look at my pigmentation and equate me with others with my pigmentation who are doing wrong we hate that so you that statement that you make is an absolute truth the caveat is when those in the group Follow the individuals who have done wrong. You see what I'm saying? We can get somewhere here, John. I, I agree with that. I need you to agree with that statement I just made before I, I end the show. Come on and agree with that statement. I know you agree with it because your, your thought process is actually there. I can see it in the words that you're using. And you're right there. So you got to agree with me there. Uh, let's see. Maywood says, I think... They are trying to imply that pointing out their failures, harm, and racism is a sign of racism. It's not. When only 5% of the white Southerner were slave owners, but then blame all... No, no, again. It's not that you blame the 95% of white people that weren't slaves. Look, let, let, let me first make a confession. Guess what, guys? My, my, I, my largest audience is white. This black guy can't believe that white people are bad people. My, the majority of my audience is white. But you know why I can hold on to my white audience with the things that I speak about? They feel and see the honesty from the heart. And know that I'm just trying to make things better. So John, the statement is true, but it needs... Your statement is true, but it needs... A narrative behind it it needs the correct context behind it and I know in a conversation you will agree I can't wait till I get the phone system working because you sound like somebody that I should have on the other side of the phone while we're talking here at politics and right anyway we are done with the show today look I love you guys you guys oh let me put the links one more time in and then we'll end it up folks please go ahead if you are on YouTube Click the join button and become a part of the posse if you have the wherewithal to do so. If you don't, if you're not on YouTube, if you're watching on some other platform, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, and, and, and click that join. Help us out here. Uh, alternatively, you can support us on Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Uh, you can also support us on PayPal, politicsdoneright.com slash paypal politicsandright.com slash paypal you can get our books at politicsandright.com 
slash books. You can support us by purchasing at our store. Guess what? Cold is coming. Get yourself one of our hoodies. Help Politics Done Right and the Progressive Movement by going to our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get that hoodie and get all those other things. It'll help us out and it'll, it'll keep you warm and at the same time help us keep this message going. And if you want to catch all, what are all the different methods in which we can support Politics Done Right and the Progressive Movement? politicsdoneright.com slash support. Look, guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Have it. Let, whoops. Let's see. Rose Williams says, before I go, I, I got to, you know, I like to read what you guys say. Give me. Uh, Rose Williams says, the Unite the Right group's agenda was pretty clear, whether individually or by group. Exactly. Uh, and Tom C. says, unfortunately, racism is still a, a America as apple pie. We still haven't reached to the point where everyone is judged only on the content of their character. Groups are also responsible for their acts. Thank you for pointing that out, sir. Maywood was replying to Norman. All right. Got to get out of here. Look, folks, I thank you guys. I know you can be anywhere else, but you're here with me. Uh, I honor that. I appreciate that. Please share the program. Please give us that thumbs up on YouTube, that like on Facebook, Twitch, and on Twitter. Give us, follow me at Egberto Willis. Uh, at Egberto Willis is my Twitter. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.